Welcome back. It's Sunday, and have we got a story for you. Welcome to Stories Unlimited with your host, Dave Casey. That's me coming to you from the North Shore of Chicago where the Christmas lights are turning this place into a wonderland at night. And uh, yeah, hi from uh, Don Woodard, uh, a mere 3,200 miles from Hollywood, California, where, you know, it's not really Santa Claus unless he comes down Sunset Boulevard on a parade. <laughs> oh, at Pennsylvania, USA, home of the movies. And we had so much fun talking movies last week. You know what? We're going to do it again. Good movies like Hallucinogens deliver an escape that whipsaws emotions, expands horizon. Only movies are a narcotic that's easily accessible at any age. It matters whether you're watching Pinocchio smoke cigars and shoot pool and dark <laughs> fest in Pleasure Island or soaking up the blood and gore of Marcellus getting trampled on the chariot track of Ben-Hur, one of my favorite growing up. The celluloid spectacle transports you into a bigger-than-life experience while drilling deep into your psyche. And that is why I think we're all infatuated with movies. Don, would you agree, or am I full of... Full of what? Go on, finish that sentence. I didn't want to curse. My daughter doesn't like it when I curse on the air. <laughs> well, I wasn't aware that there was homework. Uh, uh, you know, I knew this was going to be part two, and you've somehow written an essay on on what movies mean to you, which which is great. I, it, it clearly forms our lives more more than most other points of of of, of, of cultural value. But I, but wow, I, I, I did you say a hallucinogen uh, for a hallucinogen? Uh, narcotic. A narcotic. Yes. All right. Yes, I, I would agree. I would agree. I'm just, I'm stunned. I, I, I like movies. What, what is, there's, there's my, let me make a counterpoint to that. I like film. Oh, there you go. I like, uh, I like it by any name. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's funny. I, I, you, you, you said uh, last time uh, that I, I hadn't even really looked at the list yet. Cause I know we both went and made, and made a list of like, you know, our favorite movies and, it's a very fluid thing. And, and you had already picked three movies that, that you loved. And I went to a dinner party the other night and they were talking about Scotland. Oh yeah. And, and, and only one of these movies was on my list, but it occurred to me that there are three films that just mean everything to me. And they're, they're all from Scotland. So one is, and you can comment on them or, or not, but I'll just yeah. say them. One is uh, Local Hero. Not mm. all that familiar with it, actually. Uh, uh, so it's uh, uh, it's Burt Lancaster, one of his last movies, maybe. Uh, Peter Riegert. Um, uh, it's about a, an oil firm that comes into a northern uh, 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 Hebrides, you know, Scotland uh, uh, area, and they're gonna, you know, try to make the town a fortune. But of course, nobody wants wants them there. Any movie that has to do with uh, with 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 local uh, characters, uh, which yeah. is what these these three movies are. So the other one is uh, uh, Gregory's Girl, which is another movie that that hopefully anybody the two thousand or so people who are listening to this can go and and and, and look for Gregory's Girl. That's a fabulous movie. It's uh, my number one hundred percent movie. Is is a is a film called I Know Where I'm Going, 1945. It's made by uh, 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 Emmerich and Pressburger, who did The Red Shoes and Black Narcissus and uh, a few other amazing, really great films that just they're kind of under the radar. I only knew about them because I I know like Scorsese talks about them once in a while. Uh, I know where I'm going. Not. Yeah. Not familiar with it. Yeah, incredibly, just the most romantic, you know, it, it is. Uh, uh, anyway, so anybody out there, there is my gift to you tonight uh, uh, or today, whenever it is you're listening to this, that, uh, that, 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 that it. The, I, I love those movies, like you were saying, where it's the local flavor, you know, the small town. 
and all the crazy characters that inhabit the town and and when a force moves in on that town and how they react it's always a great setup and yep. it reminds me it reminds me of a movie that did not take i think it took place in new england actually the russians are coming the Dude, Russians- i was just gonna say that <laughs> My brother was a, uh, he was ripping tickets in the local theater. That's what, that was his high school job was an usher back when they had ushers and theaters. When, when the Russians are coming, the Russians are coming played. He came home and was blown away. He said, guys, you wouldn't believe what happens every time that movie plays spontaneously when it ends. The audience gets up and starts applauding. It gets a standing ovation almost every show. And I I went, and it was true, and I was up there clapping with everybody else. What a wonderful movie. It was during the Cold War when the Russians were a hated entity, and yet they land on the shore, and you just you want to hate them, but you can't. And the comedy just never stops. And it's just a beautiful story of the Russians and the New England people coming together when a potential tragedy strikes and they put their minds together, solve the problem. And I don't want to give away too much, but when it ends and the Russians sail away, the the, the entire theater stands and applauds. It's just a great, great movie. I can't believe you said that. I, I, I you know... It, you know, first of all, uh, all right, so I saw that movie when it came out. I came up to Boston, to New England. My uncle lived up there in Braintree, Mass. Oh. And we went, we went to see that movie. And, I, you know, I'm six years old. Oh. And I, and I re- but I remember what a scream it was for the locals because they were laughing at themselves because it was so much of it was about the, the, you know, the, those, you know, anything that has to do with those small town, uh, you know, well, first of all, that was, that was the ultimate fish out of water, but I, I, and I, and I started to dive into TV, but, but, but a great example of it is, well, local hero, that's a great fish out of water one, but also, yeah. uh, 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 Northern exposure. Fabulous oh. TV show, Fish yeah. Out of Water. So it's the local, you know, people people who, you you know, they would live and die and you'd never know they were anything like quirky because you lived there yourself. But if you're that guy who's, you know, coming in or you're that group of Russian submarine you know, guys, <laughs> they're just like, it's just an oddball thing. I, that, that's a fabulous format for uh, a formula for, for, for making a good movie. Yeah, it, it, it really was terrific. And I believe that Alan Arkin, wasn't he? The- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but also uh, uh, Carl Reiner. Oh, my God, what a cast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a great, I have a great, uh, uh, to take a tangent, since this story is unlimited, Carl Reiner, you know, who, our age, who isn't like, you know, enamored and, you know, I mean, he was amazing, you know, per, you know, comedic talent and, you know, wrote and produced the Dick Van Dyke show and did the, what was it, the 2000 year old man with, uh, yeah. with uh, Mel Brooks oh. and, and, uh, he was, I was doing Just Shoot Me at CB, it was on NBC, but we shot it in the CBS lot. And he happened to be using, for some reason, our editor next door to the offices that we were in. So I walked over there and damned if he wasn't there. And I just, I, I went and, and I, you know, I just stuck my head in the door because the editor was the editor of our show. And wow, what a great chance to meet him. And he was incredibly nice. And, and I just said at the time, I said, you know, uh, I just read your book. He'd written a children's book. Uh, it was a Halloween. Uh, Tell me a scary story. I think I think that was the name of it. It was a great, great story. And 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 just very much like him and, and funny, but also, you know, like my and my son Jackson was like maybe, a, you know, six or seven. And he loved it. So I said, you know, you're. And that book was just so special. Like of all the things you've done, I, you know, my, yeah. that really meant so much to me. So I, I, uh, the next day I came back in and I happened to go into that office 
And there he was. And he said, hey, I've got something for you. Oh, he wow. gave me another copy of the book and signed it. And and, and, and I wow. said to Jackson, your dad is very special. I mean, just, I, you know, I it was, I mean, he's, what, you know, whatever you've heard about Carl Reiner and it's all good, it's that times 10. He was an amazing, wow. an amazing guy. He really was. Well, that whole group of guys. I mean, Mel Brooks. Oh, yeah. Carl. Well, all right. Sorry, we're going to talk movies. Well, we can talk about Brooks. I've already told the story about seeing Blazing Saddles, but but uh, all those movies he did were just brilliant. I mean, go all the way back to the first one I remember by him, which was The Producers. Producers, yeah, sure. And we talked about Dick Sean in Mad, 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 Mad World. He puts in one of the greatest comedic moments in history when he right. plays Hitler character in the play that's bound. It has to flop. It's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's right. I'd forgotten that he was in that, actually. But, yes, no. I, again, and, and Gene Wilder. I mean, he's he's unbelievable in that. And, there, and he's got his blanket. And he's got, I mean, I, it is... Yes, it is. Uh, uh, my, you know, I, I hope anybody listening to this who has not seen these movies will maybe go and go. Oh yeah, maybe I should check that out. Yes, the the the, the original producer Zero Mostel. Yep. Uh, Gene, Gene, well, Gene Wilder was, was was his partner in it, but that's it, Gene Wilder. Yeah. And then that crazy German they find in an attic somewhere who. Oh wrote well, that's. Uh, uh, oh man, I got to go back now. Uh, and, uh, He's I'm going to look it up as, as we're going. I, you know, if only we had a, a device that I could actually type in a name and find out, uh, find yeah, out what his name is. Yeah, as they say, you know, with the internet, you have to, you can't say I don't know anymore. But when he's wearing that Kaiser hat from World War I, <laughs> and uh, with that spike, and he is just, uh, 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 just too funny. And then the play itself is just brilliant and bound to fail and yet it's so bad it it just the audience goes crazy for it and uh what a piece of comedy that is they, they were those guys were like the original kind of like you know they wrote they both wrote for Sid Caesar yeah and and I think you know they they were just you know what a, what a great room uh, uh that must have been to work with those guys oh brilliant yeah it's just so funny. And then, and then guys, uh, who was the other guy that wrote to all in the family who also has Norman lived, Lear, Norman Lear has lived forever. And it's just such, it's just so po poetic justice that these brilliant, funny guys have lived long, long, full lives uh, because of all the joy they've brought to all of us with their, just their comedic brilliance. That gets me to another topic. What's just off the top of your head, funniest movie for you wow wow god how dare you uh you know i want to say like you know be, be be clever and go like the general with with oh uh, buster, uh, buster keaton yeah. or you know but you know honestly the movie that, that made me laugh more than anything was Step Brothers. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know why that pops in my mind i you know again once we finish this there will be a dozen films where I go, yeah. oh, well, of course that meant everything to me. Yes, but. But that's in that same group with Anchorman and, you know, just. Sure, sure. Great. And, and what's that one Will Ferrell does with the, the ABA basketball team? and, and uh, the, Yes, which was really from our, back from our, our, our days of the uh, the early 80s. Yeah, I can't remember now. But, yeah. So, so that, well, there's a movie right there where, uh, Step Brothers, where you wouldn't dare go to your wife. Hey, let's sit down and watch this. I really like this film. <laughs> <laughs> There's, you know, there are again. I think I've mentioned it before. I, I, you know, how about you? Oh well, all of those movies. You know, Anchorman. I gotta say, I, I mean, twice. Uh, I mean, I think I watched Anchorman uh, within within three days of each other, and usually. Right. If do that with a comedy the second time it's like well i but this it made me laugh till i cried both times and every time i've watched it since anchorman is just i i just love that character but if i had to go with funniest movie and again we touched on this the other uh, the other week was uh for me 
Animal House. I yeah. just, I just loved it. I think it, it touched a, a nerve because it was the right time for you. It came out the year after I graduated, so right. it's still all that great college connection for me. And right. it's the only movie that I, I went and watched it with my brother, which uh, I done that a number of times and this time we took a six pack of beer with us and when the bottles by the way and when the movie ended (laughs) i was i i didn't know what else to do i stood up and i heaved an empty beer bottle at the screen in tribute to just how funny it was and (laughs) i don't know what possessed me to do that was this in like a real theater it was in a real theater. I mean, a, a, and not a Cineplex. It was in a, a, you know, one of the one of the older time theaters back in uh, New Jersey. But in New Jersey, it's not as quite as rebellious an act as it would be in some. But it was still something I've never done before or since. And uh, I just I was howling at that movie. Uh, it was just so many great lines. Although the scariest thing is when when it aired. And and uh, Bluto was like, and the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor. It seemed so, you know, just outrageous. But right. a few years ago, my son was on a mission trip with some high school students, and uh, they went to visit the Pearl Harbor Memorial. Right. And to show you the sorry state of education, most of the kids in the thing were shocked that the Japanese had bombed Pearl Harbor. Because they, of that movie? They thought the Germans bombed <laughs> Pearl Harbor. And I like to hope it's because they saw that movie and not right. because they are just that simply ignorant of history. Well, that's really... All right, so I, it, it's funny you say that. So, number one... Uh, something I saw recently on the internet and I, you know, I got to get off of that thing. It's, it's just, it's too much, but it was something where, where it was referenced that somebody made a joke and said, you know, did the Germans back, you know, did the Americans we back down whenever the Germans burled, you know, bumper Harbor. And, and, and of course there were, a thousand comments about it was the Japanese that bombed Pearl Harbor. I mean, it's just like going, dude, you missed it. It's it's it was a joke. It was it was a reference in a movie. I mean, so I you know that that, that is uh, you know the, the uh, uh, one of the, the funnier things about that movie. You you, you know, uh, talking to a guy who went to Carolina and, and so did I. They approached uh, UNC to film that movie there. Oh, they did, and 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 the the powers that be went. Well, we don't want to do no, no. We're not going to do anything that sounds like anything like. And and I think it was shot at either Oregon or maybe it was Oregon State. But yeah. but it, Caroline turned it you know turned it down. I went to uh, maybe you went too. I, sophomore, senior, uh, uh, junior year. There, uh, uh, Chris Miller, who wrote the original story for Animal House, who, who wrote, he, he was a writer for National Lampoon. Yeah. And, and he wrote this story called The Trial of the Seven Fires. And it was about his paternity experience. Oh. I can't remember where he went. But his paternity was not unlike, actually, frankly, mine at, at Carolina, my senior year. It was just like, you know, there, it was not anything like what you think of as, you know, the, whatever that, the other fraternity was, uh, uh, you know, you know that, that, they, uh, that they were always against. But uh, he, he read this art, he read this story from National Lampoon, and it was so funny. And like six months later, they said, oh, yeah, we're going to do a movie about that, about that whole fraternity. I missed that event at Carolina, but yeah, that must have been, uh, it had to be a scream. That was great. Yeah, that was one of the funniest things. The Animal House, to me, was, at that point, I was just thought that was the most brilliant, uh, scathing uh, indictment of fraternity life at big schools. The the road trip, just so funny. The the, the gathering. In fact, Do you mind if we dance with your dates? I recently gatored at a wedding reception myself. What? 
which because the, they oh, started. Wait, 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 stop, stop. You it, you gatored at a wedding reception? Because, I mean, Animal House still has a huge effect on my psyche. Right, with, there's with, a difference. Did you see them gatoring or did you actually gator? We, uh, I was talking to a guy my age <laughs> and we weren't even on the dance floor, right? Uh, and we we're just, you know, we've sort of got introduced to each other and um, our wives <laughs> with us. And um, and all of a sudden, a little bit, you know, that that song. Uh, what what's the song? Go to stay in the nights. Shout, shout, shout comes on, and I look over at the dance floor, and the kids are just dancing regular. They're not they're not doing anything special. They're just having no idea, fun. no idea, having fun. Well, it's like spontaneously, me and the other guy got down on our backs, <laughs> and we were <laughs> because it was a black tie affair, we get down on the back and start gatoring. Sure. And, you know, slow, fast. We just gator to the to the song, you know, as it, as it hushes and then comes back up with yeah. a big burst of energy. And yeah. unfortunately, I got the feeling that I was young again. And <laughs> as I get up, my wife offers to help me up. And I'm like insulted. I'm like, are you kidding? I'm about to, I, I decided to bust a, 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 a rap move and uh break dance. <laughs> I do a break dance move. Only my arm is one eighth as strong as it used to be. Right. And instead of spinning in a, you know, in, in some kind of fashion, I go out of control. I lose my balance and I run. <laughs> I'm I'm in a crouch and I can't stop myself and I run headfirst into a sign that, <laughs> that was on the porch and I'm so thankful I ran into that sign because if I hadn't I would have gone downhill into a small pond. That sign saved my damn life. Well, <laughs> well, let me just say you know I I don't know a lot of French, but what I do know is le plus ça change. I, that that sounds like you in college. The fact that your wife had to come over, I you know that's the that's the most embarrassing. Thing. It happened to me just the other night at a dinner party where, like, I was you know rattling on about you know, and then I did this show, and then I did this, and my she was, we're waiting for you at the dinner table. Get <laughs> over here. I mean, you know, I was like, no, but you don't understand. This person's asking my credits, and I have to tell you so. Uh, nice to know that you're still <laughs> you're still in the game. Oh my God! Somebody filmed it, and and it is funny. Oh no! I want to see that. My wife's hand comes in to give me to to save me from myself, and I, I you I cannot be saved. I, I <laughs> it, fortunately <laughs> fortunately when I ran headfirst into the sign, that wasn't on camera. That was off camera because I don't think <laughs> I could have anticipated that. <laughs> Well, you know, you can take the boy out of the country, but uh. Uh, <laughs> is, yeah. So I, you know, I, so you said uh, you'd mentioned your three favorite movies of ten. What What are the rest of them? Well, I've got uh, well for, for western. I sort of did it by category a bit. Um, I think if you were to look at my list, you'd notice that uh, uh, all the non-comedies ha and romances have a large body count. I mean, there's a lot of dead bodies throughout. <laughs> I kind of I okay. things like uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, the, right. the latest one. I think I mentioned that before, but my no, favorite, there may not be a bigger body count than that movie. Yeah, it's my favorite Western of all time. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Sure. Just not ever rated. The soundtrack to that, the, yeah. the, the just that those three character studies. It, Sergio Leone. Yeah, when, brilliant. It spills over into the Civil War with yep. the dynamite and the gold, and it just it's bigger than freaking life. I said freaking Caroline, not and it was just an amazing <laughs> brawling movie that had such great great scene and you know clint eastwood was not to be denied at that age as just the coolest guy, Steve mcqueen yeah yeah i agree i agree 
I, you know, there's, you know, I just saw Red River again today. That's a, that, you know, any movie where John Wayne is a bad guy. I oh, mean, yeah, that, that <laughs> those, you know, that's pretty amazing. Uh, you know, that, that just sort of, where you actually going to see him act. Yeah. Like he's not just sort of this straight up, you know, heroic character, right. like the Reavers, same thing. I, you know, I mean, that, that's, that is, uh, you know, we're one great joy, uh, of the many joys with my son now who's 24 is uh you know he's moved out yeah. so so we of course see him we see him more now than we've ever seen him since he was living with us you know he would you know, <laughs> he, he would grab you know a, you know, a, a you know, dinner and then just go off into the, you know his yeah. office and whoever it was so now he comes over and we watch movies so i would say uh uh we have gotten to watch some really great movies. One was True Grit. We've seen a lot of Coen Brothers movies, which is awesome to see him see yeah. these. And 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 uh, but uh, we watched uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sunday oh, Kid. Yes, this is a great movie. Just so good, yeah. William Gold, William Goldman, uh, 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 you know, Princess Bride, uh, maybe one of the great greatest uh, uh, scriptwriters ever. Um, but what a good, it, and it holds up. It's just really well done. It's just kind of, it's not on the nose. It's, it's linear, but it, but it's, you just kind of want to follow their story. And, and, and you know, I, I don't know. So that, that's, that's a great, that's a great Western. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those Westerns where I knew the ending before I saw it just because right. of, you know, huge cultural phenomenon. Yeah. And by the time I got myself to the theater, I'd already known the ending. And yeah. you spend the whole movie just, just in your mind thinking they're going to get out of this. They're, yeah. they're not going to die. They're yeah. going to get out. Well, even at the very end with the last scene, you're going, okay, well, maybe they're going to get out of this. They're, you know, they're loading their pistols. They're, you know, you know, they're that the entire Mexican army is out there, but like, you know, may, they maybe. think they're going to get out. I mean, maybe. you've seen yeah. enough James Bond movies where the, you know, the, the yeah. every bad guy can't shoot straight. So you think, yeah. maybe they can get out of this but it's but. not so that reminds me actually of uh uh all right so so i'll go back uh we talked last time about movies as kids and and films i saw with my brother and you saw with your brother i i was trying to think like what movie like did i ever see with my father and i you know and there's really only one that comes to mind that's a good point yeah with just you and your dad yeah and 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 uh, uh, and and oddly enough, we sat through it twice. So not only was it the only movie I can remember going with my father to see, but we sat through it twice, and that was The Sting. Oh yeah, I could see that. <laughs> I don't know why. You know, I guess it, you know. I mean, I was I was young enough, old enough to understand. You know the the con and that whole thing, but he, I don't know. He loved that. Otherwise I, you know, I don't know. I, what, what movie did he, uh, I can't imagine what if it wasn't a war movie back in the day, I'm not sure what he really did like. Yeah. My dad, I watched a ton of war movies together, but going to a theater, I don't, I don't think I've, I can't remember ever. We went to a lot of baseball games, yeah. football, but never the theater. Like I would Isn't go with weird. I would go with both my parents. I would go with my brother. I would yeah. go with the whole family. Generally, when I went with the whole family, it was not a good experience. It was <laughs> like My Fair Lady or Mary Poppins. Two boobies. I, to this day, I just can't even. If people talk about them, I have to leave the room. I just did not care for them. Um, I, they didn't have any body count. There was no... <laughs> Oh man, you know, we are way different than that. I, you know, I am Mr. Musical. I, I, you know, I, I, it is, we, I, I saw all those movies. I, the, the movie oh. I think of when I, that I went to see with my mother was Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh. Uh, but, you know, but which was the only time we ever talked about religion, like afterwards going, well, what'd you think of that? Well, I think yeah. well, he was like, he did. He was really, you know, like conflicted and, you know, <laughs> I mean, but, 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 but we, we watched, you know, I mean, oh my God, South Pacific, uh, Music Man. I mean, all those. So no, not to not, be, 
not to be blasphemous, but I would have crucified that guy for his suspenders alone. <laughs> no, you're, no that's, he did not have suspenders in J.C. Superstar. I well, think you're thinking of Godspell. Okay, there you go. You All right. Got okay, I'm just, I, I, you know, I, I don't want to like, you know, I hate to correct you online here. And, uh, well, no, no, time. you should. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Uh, that yeah, was no. Godspell. That was it. God, yeah. Get no. that guy. Get that guy. <laughs> him quickly and painfully those suspenders are out but i yeah. I, told, I said last week the the first and only musical i've ever been able to to stomach was babes in toyland because right. they caught me while i was young and they they toys and sold but sure musical yeah i i don't have any patience for musicals i the only one I can almost stand is singing in the rain because the dancing's so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's funny you say that. Cause I, I, uh, when I first moved to LA, I lived in uh, Culver city and I had gotten wind that they were going to sell most of the MGM lot. Most of Culver city back in the early eighties was all like, everything you ever saw, like Gone with the Wind, Backlot, you know, it did all, it, and, and if it wasn't like the land that looked like, you know, Terra, it was uh, uh, the city streets and that kind of thing. And, and, yeah. and so they were, they were, they eventually did build, uh, sadly, these condos. I mean, just, you know, just tore them down and, you know, the yeah. land was more valuable, but I did go, like a week before they kicked everybody out and walked along that street where uh, Gene Kelly sings singing in the rain. Oh, so that I, yeah. I was, I was right there. I saw that. I, I it, it, it is uh, that is a great movie. That is a, I, there, there's a reason why there are iconic moments like that. And, and that was one of them. And, and relived again in Clockwork Orange. Uh, oh, a, <laughs> well, yes. To, yeah, to yeah like you mentioned last time, yes, but, well, but slightly but, different. But yeah. I love the scene where uh, where Alec is in the tub relaxing when he revisits the original scene where he had raped the guy's wife and he's in the tub and starts singing again singing in the rain and the guy in the wheelchair who was crippled that evening by alec starts shaking and they cut to him's body just trembling with anger and oh my god what a scene that is well you know kubrick was amazing i mean that you know that's that, there's really you know no one quite like him that's uh, yeah, i know that, that's for sure gene kelly so could I, imagine that uh that scene being re, re, revisited in cinema in that in that context, I'm sure. Yeah, I think you know if if uh, you know you have to kind of neglect the uh, the source sometimes of of the genius uh, lately, but, uh, you know, so many Woody Allen movies, I, I, you know, I, I think I mentioned last time how, you know, what, how influential Annie Hall was to me, but the okay. movie that, and Manhattan was another one that was just like, I mean, Gordon Willis, who, did, who was also the, the DP on Godfather who did that movie in black and white and where you kind of went, Oh my God, I, I, you know, you kind of forget like how beautiful black and white photography could be. But the movie that is probably second to I Know Where I'm Going, this other movie I mentioned, is Stardust Memories. Do you know that one? Uh, I don't think I do. Huh, it's him and, and as, a, as, a, as a writer and performer, and he's like struggling with what's he going to do next. And he, he, he's trying to do serious films, but everybody wants him to do comedies. Charlotte Rampling is in it. And it's just, it, 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 he's, he's, this is going to sound completely like, you know, uh, off the wall. He's visited by aliens at one point. And the aliens, <laughs> you know, he's like asking them, like, you know, what, what is the meaning of life? What and of course, you know, he has done that several times in, in several oh, yeah. movies. But but the but the aliens go, you know, they they basically say like, you know, uh, uh, how do they put it? It's do you, do you uh, 
do you want to have an impact? Do you want do you, you know do you, uh, uh, you know do you want to have an impact on mankind? Write funnier movies. <laughs> I mean that you know to me it's like I mean that that is like you know what what is what is anybody's goal in all this? I you know if if you're a nuclear physicist then yes create something that's going to save mankind I, you know but but if you are a comedy writer if you are a director if you are a you know a, a member of the uh, of 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 uh, uh, the creative element you know uh, uh, then just do things that entertain people and that that's good enough. Exactly. Yeah. I think that, you know, you said nuclear physicists saving the world. I think they're, you know, a serious argument could be made that they're, they're looking to blow the damn thing up, but maybe not. Yeah. 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 Dr. Strange Love comes to mind. I love, talk about a comedy that, it, that is, you know, has a deeper meaning when, uh, Oh, when when uh, when Slim Pickens is riding that bomb down the uh, down the chute, oh, yeah, and wa- sure, waving yeah. his cow hat around. Oh, I just love that, That's gentlemen. Just... Gentlemen, there's no fighting in the war room. No, no. <laughs> yeah, we... no. I think that film was way ahead of its time. Way ahead of its time. On it last week, but it is so freaking epic i think it had you know if we talked if we had three movie episodes i think it would come up in each and every one of them yeah but the ending where the nuclear bombs are going off and vera lynn is singing it's just uh whoa you walk out of the theater after you've been laughing for hours and you're just like whoa this is we are living on the edge yeah well god think about it when it came out at the time, I, you know, that, that was even more, yeah, I, I, you know, even scarier. And, and, uh, you know, I, I mean, you know, when we were kids, you know, it's funny you say that because I, I, I think about like the, the, the whole Cuban missile crisis and, you know, I was like four or five yeah, and yeah. you were a year older. I, it meant nothing obviously to us, but I, I think it freaked people out i mean it freaked freaked yours truly out because i had an older brother who couldn't resist telling me we've got three days left to live (laughs) yeah well my brother my older brother spared me of that thank you for uh... oh oh, (laughs) my brother took full advantage of uh the cuban missile crisis and, and other thing that uh, he used to tell me you know those lights and you're know, speaking of movies those hollywood lights that yeah, uh, the clean lights yeah guy, he used to tell me if those lights ever they're natural phenomenon and he said they come right out around and the danger is if they ever if they ever go and hit the ground if that light ever touches the ground it will split the earth in half <laughs> and I, what an asshole I, yeah, but he had me so wigged out about nuclear bombs going off that when I was a kid, literally, you know, and first of all, we had the bomb, you know, drills in school where you would go under your desk or right. you would against a wall and have a girl between you and the wall, which right. I God, if only I had done that in high school. But no, in, in elementary school, <laughs> you know, we had this girl and we were protecting her life from the from the Russian bombs. Sure. And, the, I, when I would ride my bike around the neighborhood, I literally would look out at, not every time, but on occasion, I would look at the sky and looking for nuclear, uh, what do they call them, mushroom clouds. Right. And I mentally think to myself, if I see a mushroom cloud, where does my nearest friend's house? So that I would get inside as quickly as possible. Did That's anybody how- in your neighborhood have a uh, a, a, a shelter? Yeah, the Callahans had a shelter. Yeah, and other folks had shelters, but the Callahans is the only one that I ever actually saw. And, and do you think you would have been invited into it if it had happened? <laughs> all I saw was the latch that I couldn't even get into the because they yeah. didn't keep it locked. And uh, as kids, we were not allowed to uh, to break the seal. But uh, yeah, I did <laughs> the seal. The seal. I love that. I you know yes, I know. Same thing across the street. I can't remember their names, but it was like, you know, they, they had something. And then like, you know, then you'd see like the twilight zone episode and go like, all right, it's going to come to this. It's going to be who gets in, who doesn't get in, 
who yeah. treated them right, who didn't treat them right. Uh, you know, but what, and, and by the way, would anybody have lived shelter or not? <laughs> I tell you, you come out of that shelter two weeks later after you finished yeah. up beanie weenies, and uh, oh my <laughs> yeah, God, it, yeah. it ain't yeah. gonna be pretty. It's no, no, exactly. It's like you know, I, here I am in Denison, Texas, and what could be worse? Oh, it's Denison, Texas after the A bomb hits. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. I, you know, all right, and so I'm going to make sure that we don't do a, a third episode of movies and I'm just going to do a quick encapsulated. These are the movies on my list. All right. So I said, Stardust Memories. I said, I know where I'm going. Uh, Godfather one and two. I mean, duh. Yeah. Yeah. that's on everybody's list. Not overrated. Yeah. That's uh, broadcast news. Oh God, that's a great call. Talk about him. You know, you know, he's he's comedy. It's such a good movie, and you know, Albert Brooks is so good in that. I think the greatest yeah. scene in any movie ever is when he tells uh, Holly Hunter that that he loves her, and that you know they're they're you know they've got this great friendship. Yeah. And he finally tells her, and you know he buries the lead as he says. And and I it, 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 I I will probably watch that once a year on YouTube. It's just so good. It's so good. And and, and is doesn't he finally get the anchor job and he sweats bullets? And- yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he does. He he does that. And and you know the ending's kind of okay. It may be on my list of movies like Animal House, whose ending isn't quite as good as the rest of the movie. And every but- Will Ferrell movie ever made. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, but but is you know it's hard to end a great movie. I mean, all right. Yeah. So that but that brings me to the next movie, which is I, I can't believe you even talked about it yet. Is Casablanca? What that that's on my list. Casablanca. As soon as you said endings, I'm like, well, there was Casablanca, which I just love that movie for just the atmosphere of the movie and the wisecracking that goes on back and forth between Rick and the Commandant. And it's just, uh, it's incredible. Yeah. Claude Rains. And, you know, that I'm shocked, shocked that there's gambling going. I mean, I, you know, it is, I, that was, yes, that, I know it's funny. I, I had a great, uh, it was a great film writing class uh, when I was kind of first in LA and in the two movies, they, they, you read and looked at one was Chinatown as far as the perfect script, perfect yes. script of a perfect movie. One is Chinatown and the other was Casablanca. And, I, yeah. and, 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 and it is, it is a great, there's just all kinds of elements in that movie that you just kind of, you buy, I, you know, like, like, yeah, you know, perfect example is, wait, you, you could go unscathed if you had these letters of, you know, uh, you know, I mean, Really? Like, I, you really think that would have happened, but somehow you buy it? I mean, it's just, it's, it's all, it's, it's so good. And, and Bogart's amazing in it. And, and just, you know, it's awesome. Yeah. In those days, they could only do so much with love interest, but man, did you feel the love between those, those two. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it was, it was hot on the screen and, yeah. uh, and they, they never left the bar. But it just, it just, that's worked. true. Boy, that is true. That's another good point, actually. They really, there are very few scenes that are not inside that, that, that bar. I mean, that's, that's, so the other one we haven't talked about much about is, is Coen Brothers. I, I think maybe we talked about, uh, uh, oh, God, you know, uh, uh, but, you know, to me, like my favorite of their films is Barton Fink because it's about a screenwriter in, in LA and, and just the, the difficulties that he had. And, you know, that the, the, the sort of the, the dream of like writing, you know, the, you know, the, the, the movie that's going to change the world and then getting there and realizing that you're going to be assigned writing wrestling pictures. And yeah. you know, I mean, that, it is, you know, that was, that was an amazing film. And that's also one of those movies. I think we mentioned in the last, in the last one, uh, 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 segment we did on this, where you cannot expect everyone to love the films you love, and so I, you know, I the idea of like my wife watching Barton Fink and going, "Oh, I get it," I, it just, you know, it just wouldn't happen. I just, you know, no. she, it's just, 
it's just night and day, I, you know. But man, is that a good movie? You have lived it, so you have a deeper, you know. Yeah, I bet. Yes, yes, right. yes, yes, certainly. Those guys, you know, were 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 truly amazing. And then the other one is is raised in Arizona by those guys. Now that you mention it, awesome. Is, Funny a movie as I even funnier than Animal House probably. Yeah. It, yeah. it was a scream that John yeah. Good, the other character who have escaped from prison and it just yeah, it's just so much. So since this is the uh, so since I, I have to keep reminding myself this is not a podcast about lists. It is about stories. I will tell you this story. I'm at a grocery store in Los Angeles. This is, you know, 30 years ago. And, I you know, I've gone up and down on weight. Since I've had my heart attack, blissfully, I've, you know, everybody who looks at me now goes, oh, my God, you know. I go, yeah, but I'm, you know, thank you, but I'm in my 60s now. Thanks for, for oh, my God. But uh, but back in the day, I, you know, I would go up and down. And, and so I was at this grocery store that was like a kind of higher end, like a Whole Foods before there was Whole Foods. And I went and I... <laughs> I'm I'm at the cheese, uh, 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 you know, whatever the, you know, I'm getting like, you know, some kind of cheese behind the cheese counter. And this woman is there and she's, I've talked to her before. She's, you know, probably our age at the time, you know, she's in her late twenties. And, and I know already she's a little bit kind of crazy, but you know, it's fine. And And she looks at me and she goes, oh my God. Oh my God, it's you. <laughs> and I go, well, what do you mean? She goes, you're, you're, you're in, you're in people magazine this week. <laughs> and, and I say, I, I, I don't think so. I, I, you know, who do you think you are? He said, and she said, Oh yeah. Very funny. I, I, but you know, that it's you, you know, I, you know, what can I get for you? I, you know, and so, and so I'm thinking like, all right, she's like, she's hit her head on something or, you know. Yeah. So, so, uh, so I get whatever the cheese is that I'm getting and I go to the checkout line and I look over and there's uh, People Magazine and it's the 20th, uh, 20th sexiest men of the year. Because she had said, like, you're one of the sexiest men of the year. And then, like, then I know, like, she's out of her mind. So I'm going like, all right, who... Who does she mean? Who, you yeah. know, what, what, who does she think I am? So I get the magazine as I'm waiting to check out and I'm going like, uh, Brad Pitt. No, no, that's uh, not it. Tom, Tom Hanks. No, no. George Clooney. No, no. It's yeah. it. And I get to, it's, it's John Goodman. She thinks I'm John oh. Goodman. <laughs> and I, it is, I mean, you know, there are compliments and then there yes. are compliments, and I, it is I, I, uh, you know now. So it started off by you, you know mentioning John Goodman, fabulous actor, amazing yes. guy, great guest on like Howard Stern, and 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 I love any you know anything. There are any movies ever been in Big Lebowski, Oh Brother Where Art Thou? I mean, just he's amazing. But, but you know, I just remember driving home that day going. Oh yeah, I, I I guess kinda yeah. I guess kind of my I, I do look a little like John. <laughs> I look a little like yeah. John. So there you go. There well, you go. I've never been accused of looking like uh well actually I did at one stage in my life I did look a little like Richard Gere. Just a, a, a hair like Richard Gere. I did get mistaken for Richard Gere once and and I've been mistaken for Bruce Springsteen a number of times. That but, I got. That I, 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 yeah, I definitely get that. Well, I think, you know, Richard Gere does have a rather longer nose. And, uh, but I, I, I tell you, once I lost my hair, it became Uncle Fester. I mean, that's who I think. I, <laughs> yeah. It, it's a, it's a sad day when I lost the locks. Sure. Yeah. No, understood. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I just, I, I don't listen to those comments anymore. Jackie Coogan, that was what he, the guy that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, there you go. That, you know, all right. When we do TV, we'll definitely cover. We'll definitely cover that. <laughs> I, it is so. Oh, so the last thing I was going to say is is uh, uh, movies. Um, Chris Chris Guest. Oh God, uh, 
piece of that, so, that whole family of films i yeah. i might in one of those in, in in my top 10 i mean you know they're all great i mean waiting yeah. waiting for guffman and best in show and you know they're amazing and and my background in the groundlings and i i you know i sort of coolidge was was in the groundlings just after i was there and and uh, uh a number of people who who wound up doing their uh doing his his films but uh a Mighty Wind is, oh. is maybe one of my favorite films ever because it's really funny, but it's really touching. Yes. And, and and Eugene Levy playing the sort of the guy who, you know, now you kind of go, well, maybe it, it, does he have dementia? He's kind of he's taken too many drugs, maybe. But but he's it's just so moving like him and Catherine O'Hara. And, and I, you know, they're just it's yeah, awesome. It's, it's a great movie. It's a great romance that's uh, you know that's, yeah. that's been manufactured through the you know music industry. Yeah. They, and the music's amazing in it. They oh the music is amazing, but they've yeah. tried to keep it together in a world that isn't quite made for you know having a normal life, and right. they, just, they just couldn't do it. And you're really pulling, just like you're pulling for Butch Cassidy and the Sunday. Right. You're pulling for that couple to make it, and yeah. uh, and it's all set against music that is lost today. But we grew up at a time when that folk music was uh, there was always a folk music song, if not two or three, in the top five. Yeah, in, yeah, in the, totally. the in the late fifties, all the way through like sixty five. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they just uh, and and then. Who was it? Uh, the Love and Spoonful, the writer for The Love and Spoonful. Uh, John Sebastian. He kind of was the last sort of gasp of that that sort of sound staying popular and, you know, staying in the top rankings. And the birds had a little bit of that to them. But yeah. they, that music, I just, that's what touched me is like, I grew up with, you know, there's a hole in the roof, and, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. No, that that is a that is a very that is a very underrated movie. That again, that if any if, if, if anybody listening to this has not seen it, go see A Mighty Wind. It is Jane Lynch is is brilliant in that, and and uh, you know, also brilliant uh, in, in in Best in Show. And I did a pilot with her, and she she was just amazing. And you kind of like when you work with her, you kind of went, well, she's going to be somebody. I mean, she's yep. it's clear clearly. You know, maybe it won't be till she's forty, but she's going to be somebody, and she is. She she's really funny, really great. Oh, she owns. I mean, when when she's in the scene, she just without even trying, she steals yeah. it. She's yeah. just yeah. You're just riveted to her performance. The other uh, ones that we've got here, uh, I'm I'm I've got the Godfather one and two. And another one and two made my list, and that's Kill Bill. Oh, God, of course. Well, you haven't talked about Tarantino, really. Yeah, and Kill Bill is just, to me, one of the great scenes is that when they're in the trailer, having the sword fight in the confined <laughs> trailer, I yeah. mean, she's, like, unleashed a snake on that guy and yeah. it killed him. And they are fighting like hellcats in a confined space with these swords. And it is the most riveting, claustrophobic scene I, I can remember. And then how how it finally comes, you know, how, how the one, uh, the, the heroine finally wins the fight is so brilliant. Leaves this lady blind in a trailer with a poisonous snake that she brought right. in trailer in the first place just how perfect because they're all named after snakes yeah they're all named after snakes and it is just a wonderful wonderful movie uh and a big body count which i like uh <laughs> you know i never knew that about you but you're right i you know but also i so there i i, I will say that you know, a great element of that movie is the ending uh, uh not to give anything away but uh is very moving I mean, oh, I mean, she, she learns she has a daughter, yes. and there, and, and 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 Keith Carradine, who's this horrible, horrible guy, is actually kind of ha has this sort of, you know, this 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 relatable sensitivity toward his kid and toward his ex, and that, you know, it just it it is that 
any movie that runs the gamut like that of emotions is is yeah. you know, is on my list. Uh, you, you talk about a movie that runs the gamut of emotions, and this isn't even on my list. And I'm having trouble thinking of the damn title right now. It's that one flew over the cuckoo's nest with Jack wow. Nichols. Yeah, that, that that movie when it ended, I literally thought that movie wiped me out emotionally. It took yeah. me from the highest high of comedy to the lowest low of oh my god, the human condition, and and but just the bonding and that when he takes those guys to the on a trip outside the institution and right. and that when you see them in that context they look like they're perfectly normal there right. just really gives you it just takes you through so much and again nicholson and a former carolina grad uh nurse ratchet right uh, kind of be award winner yeah just wonderful wonderful uh movie but uh yeah you're yeah, when a movie takes you through all those emotions, it just always holds a special place. You know, there's a great, uh, we're getting off the topic a little bit, but who cares? Uh, there's a great uh, series called Lyrics, uh, the, the Paul McCartney. The, the, it's a podcast of, of, you know, him talking about his songs and stuff. And they talk about Magical Mystery Tour and they bring up uh, Cuckoo's Nest and they, if you remember a song, it was by, you know, it wasn't his real name, obviously, Napoleon the 14th, 1966. Ah, uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. And, 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 and they're talking about it because on Magical Mystery Tour, they're talking about, uh, you know, taking you away and, and, and you know, that how, how forward that was into your consciousness back then. But, Part of it was that song, but also because of that uh, uh, that play where you looked at mental health as this sort of you're either crazy or you're not. I mean, obviously, thank goodness it's changed and there's the different ways to treat mental illness. And and God knows we need to recognize even more uh, 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 what what you know, what what people out there are facing. Uh, uh, you and me both. I'm, I, I'm included. But but uh, uh, how that that play was one of the first times where people kind of went, oh, wow, there are you, you can get locked away for this and maybe you don't need to be locked away for it. And, and right. maybe as crazy as Jack Nicholson was in that film, uh, uh, you know, you're not insane. I mean, I, that was kind of what he was saying. And I was like, you're not you're not crazy. You can just walk out of here anytime you want. And of course, they kind of were. But maybe they needed a different kind of help than what what Nurse Ratchet was offering. Exactly. Yeah, they needed a, a kinder, gentler uh, hand. And yeah. Yeah, it really was a great way of just saying, you know, one system doesn't fit all and never will and never right. can. Right. Well, that's the great thing about film. I mean, I, you know, it tells a story that maybe isn't necessarily – in the mainstream that, you know, makes people kind of go, oh, yeah, I really hadn't thought about, uh, you know, had right. not thought about that before, you know. Um, but there you go. I just, did you watch the uh, Albert Brooks, uh, have you seen the Albert Brooks uh, 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 documentary on, uh, it's on Max. I hate to say Max. It's on HBO. The, the worst decision HBO ever made was to rename itself Max. No, I haven't seen that, but I love, you know, great <laughs> Just that, uh, but I do not, I'm not familiar with it. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, there's somebody else who, who just kind of like, you know, just, uh, uh, it, it has a different voice, really funny, defending your life, you know, modern romance, you know, just, just really straight ahead. What was the movie where he's going across country and his wife blows all his money at a, yeah, the nest egg, he lost the nest egg. Uh, oh. I can't remember now. And he goes to uh, he goes to Gary Marshall, who's the casino operator, and he goes like, you know, just think of, think of the publicity you'll get. Just give me the money back. You think of the publicity you'll you'll uh, yeah. I uh, uh, lost in America. That's it. Lost in America. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I 
that movie based on one friend's recommendation, and he couldn't even. Uh, he was laughing so hard just talking about it that oh, I, he's I, awesome. I, I, there, I would recommend go back and look at his appearances on Carson and 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 how offbeat and different and 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 just kind of really out there. And and he never like unlike most comics on Carson, he never rehearsed it was all just new stuff that he would go out in front of you know 60 million people and and just try all that stuff i you have to love that i mean that's you know yeah he's he's great and then wasn't his brother the guy that played super dave osborne yeah bob bob einstein yeah and and of course albert albert brooks is his name was albert einstein right come on why did you change it that was his real name, and his dad was uh, this guy Parker Carcass, who was a, uh, you know, back in the Milton Berle kind of you know, era of early, you know, late forties radio TV, and he he died on the dais, uh, oh. at the at the Friars Club. Oh my gosh! I mean, he gave he got up, he gave a speech, he sat back down, and he 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 face planted on the table. <laughs> And, and of course, everybody kid. thought, "Oh, you know, he's you know, that's well, that's like your your uh, what are your idols, uh, Dick Sean? That's how he does. Yeah. He, okay. he was. I had seen. I saw it in L.A. He did it down in San Diego, is where he died. But he did this amazing one man show, and and okay. uh, during the intermission, he would say, "I'm going to take a little break. You guys go off, do your thing. I'll be here." And he would yeah. lie down, and 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 just chill and you could like see him on the stage like, no <laughs> curtain anything and he done so yeah. he did that in san diego and he, he laid down and he died wow and people were just waiting for him to get up oh again. yeah of course oh yeah this is really wow. funny <laughs> yeah. so there you go started giggling oh yeah like... kind of going like what and like you know i'm sure like the stage manager went uh uh, yeah. Dick, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, but what a way to go. What a way to go. I, you know, any performer, any performer would go like, yeah, you know, if I'm going to go, let me just go in front of, you know, in front of the ground. Well, you know what? I think, I think we have, uh, we've talked movies, although there's uh, one movie I haven't gotten in that Good. I have not seen in, in both episodes yet. It's the only movie I haven't touched on. Right. Good film. Oh man. Scorsese. Goodbye, count. Uh, funny. <laughs> it, it's it's got everything I look for in a movie, and oh, well, I you know he's he's never made a bad movie. I mean, I mean, I you know, I I, I yes, and, and and Goodfellas, one of those movies we haven't really talked about it, but one of those movies where if it's on and you're flipping through the channels, I'll you watch don't it. Turn it off. You don't turn it off. Yeah. Yeah, I would just say this. But if I were your family, I would be concerned if 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 the patriarch said, "Yeah, I liked it. It had a good body count." Yeah. <laughs> hey, you think I don't like the John Wick movies? Oh, <laughs> well, those are great. They've gotten a little ridiculous at the end. One and two were great. Three, <laughs> four, not so much. But I, you know, I will say, I've never thought of it quite like that. Oh yeah, body count. Yeah, sure. I. I <laughs> yeah, I you know I'm not sure what it says about you. I'll just leave it at that. Let let people judge as they may. I you know what in real life I'm a nice guy. I let I have that dark. I let it get out of my system through movies and well, and you know as long as other people are doing the killing, I'm good with that. Yeah, I, well, and that's part of the purpose of of, of of films like that. It's sort of you you get you get that. <laughs> That out of your uh, out of your system. I have certainly I have certainly recommended movies. Uh, you know, and maybe I'll bring it up next time. But where there is a heavy body count or whatever, and I go, hey, you got to see this movie, and then they they watch it and go, really? Like <laughs> you really? Are you are you? You know, I would call my wife and go, Karen, are you okay? Are you like you know? It's like, but I mean, but. Some of that is just, I, I, you know, I, it's just kind of interesting. And yeah, I mean, are, the last guy that would ever sign up to join the army, but I love a good army flick. That's the escapism into the movies. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to see a movie about me. Well, maybe I do want to see a movie about me, but, I, <laughs> but otherwise, uh, you know, I don't want to see a movie about you. How about that? 
But yeah, no, I think of course it's escapism. Yeah, and that's exactly right. No, it's like you want to see, like you know, you want to. I mean, I you know, you want to visit darkness once in a while because right. you're not visiting it in your own life. No, walking the dog and raking leaves and you know, watching it can only entertain so much. Well, <laughs> well, it's why there is no walking the dog, uh, raking the leaves movie. At least not yet. <laughs> I, I, you know. <laughs> Maybe that's maybe that's what you'll do. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. Maybe a, you know, grumpy old men. That would be a movie I could. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. All right. Well, that you know, there's a great tease. I I, I have a Jack uh, a Jack Lemon story. I'll tell it next time we get together. Excellent. Hey, Jack Lemon. Some like it hot. Another oh, great. Company. Are you kidding me? I mean, yeah. Of course. Well, the apartment. I, I mean. Uh, so good. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> yeah, they're yes, yeah. Not again, not overrated. To go back to our original thing, not overrated. That man. Yeah. Hey, man. Peace out. Take care, and uh, we'll see you next week. Likewise. Well, that's our stories, and we're sticking to them. Thanks for listening to the Stories Unlimited podcast. That's Stories U N L T D. You can find us on Spotify as well as Apple Podcast. And email us at storiesunltd at gmail.com.